entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. This time, Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and America's fastest juvenile in 2016. Ran a four and three-quarter Ragazin in the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, faster than Classic Empire, and his 102 buyer equaled Classic Empire. Dominated the Grade 3 Iroquois Stakes at Churchill by eight and three-quarter lengths over eventual Kentucky Derby runner-up, looking at Lee. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Not this time, standing at TaylorMade Stallions. Horse Ownership Experience is brought to you by Taylor Mint Stallions, Travis White. Call him on his cell, 859-396-3508 to book your mare to horses like Not This Time, whose babies have really sold well uh, at the yearling sales, uh, Midnight Storm, Mishawish, and the great California Chrome. What a stallion roster at TaylorMade. Thank you for sponsoring the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Race Club. It is Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. I cannot believe how close we are to the Breeders' Cup. The greatest day of racing ever. Two days. Two days. Sorry. My bad. Uh, Michelle Yu is joining us, as always, from Parts Unknown. Michelle, how are you today? Oh, hanging in there, Billy. Are you? What's the matter? Yeah. Nothing is like you said, it's getting close to Breeders' Cup and you should see my calendar is insane. Like I don't have time to breathe. It's unbelievable. And well, but that's a all of a sudden thing. we've got horses out the farm. So we're like double dutying. It's crazy. Well, but that's a good thing that you're busy. Better than having nothing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's just like it goes from this month of September is a little like kickback. Right. There's not that much to do. And then once school starts, it's like school drop off and pick up three days a week, volunteering at school every other week, okay. work for five days a week, meetings, this show, riding every day. It's like, <laughs> it's incredible. She all just right, started me, doing ballet. You, yeah. brought, you brought up the Breeders' Cup. And first of all, we have a great guest. Andrew Mulaski is going to join us. He's, we're going to talk to him at about 12.15. And about I don't think I've ever met him. I met him the other day for the first time at Santa Anita. He owns okay. Prince Earl, who ran a, a third in third. the city of Cope Mile. Hopefully he gets into the Breeders' Cup. We'll talk to Andrew about his history in horse ownership. Well, he won the Del Mar Mile. Wasn't that a win in your end? It, it was not a win in your end. I thought it was. No, it is not. You are you are mistaken. Um, so we'll talk to Andrew Malaski soon. Um, Michelle, if you had to pick one Breeders' Cup horse to win right now, it could be any race, any horse. But I do. Okay. Wow. Okay. Just wanted to know. All right, we have a lot to cover. Parks because, and okay, let's talk about Midnight Bisu and and the distaff. <laughs> let's talk about Midnight Bisu and the distaff because there was a very big race called the Spinster at Keeneland over the weekend. <laughs> And Elate was a heavy favorite. Second choice was Dunbar Road, the only three-year-old in the field. And last year's winner, Blue Prize, was a 7-1 to long shot. And, Michelle, you know what happened, don't you? I do. I know what happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you Ale- want me to tell you? No, well, sure. I'm just going to say, uh, Elate well, Blue didn't... Prize won. Yeah. Blue... And Elate got beat with no excuse, like usual. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I really thought Elate was going to run a big race. 
Um, and she just kind of goes around there at one speed. and That's the whole thing, though. Know, She's doesn't... a little one pace to me, and yeah. I think that's why the mile and a quarter suits her a little better because the, the separator between the mile and an eighth and the mile and a quarter is really just like a stamina thing more right. than a class thing, I feel like, in a lot of cases. So if you owned and... a late, you would go in the Breeders' Cup Classic? Even I, I would because I know she's never going to beat Midnight Bizu. And at least if she goes in the classic, she's got an excuse. Oh, we tried the boys just because I think the distance is better for her. But on, I mean, I, I think it's impossible for her to beat Midnight Bizu. Well, you think it's impossible for anybody to beat Midnight Bizu, according to what you just said. Well, the Phillies, I think that I don't think any of the Phillies are as good as her. Yeah. I've been a huge fan of her since day one. I'm not jumping off of her now. OK, so um, uh, uh, Dunbar Road. Does she take a shot in the distaff? Uh, I mean, probably. Okay. Right? Wouldn't yeah. you think so? I would think so. I thought she ran pretty good. I think it's Especially good. if Chad Brown runs Garana in the in the Philly and Mare sprint, right. and he's going to have, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to want someone in there. Right. Right. That makes sense. And Blue Prize, she loves Keeneland. She won this race last year. Um, she finished actually I remember I bet on her last year in the Breeders' Cup and she ran I think, I think a fourth. lot of people did she ran fourth she was kind of the now horse and uh, she looks like she's rounding into form again uh, and she could be someone from off the pace in the Breeders' Cup that could be dangerous if she likes the Santa Anita track as much as she loves uh, Keeneland well the horse that'll be dangerous in Ibiza right now might be Paradise Woods if they just let her run yeah we'll see what happens right? gonna, that's gonna be an interesting race Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a very, very interesting race. The pay. I heard. I read this morning that Serengeti Empress first. Uh, the first. Um, what is that called? Preference is the distaff. Oh, okay. Because I had known that Tom was kind of on the fence at which one he was going yeah, to. I read it this morning on this thing called the Twitter. I don't know what that is. It's not the Twitter, please. It's the Twitter. It is just Twitter. No, it's not. I'm tired of Twitter. Have I told you that? I don't really. Yeah, like it. every time. I'm tired of hearing it called the Twitter. <laughs> okay, the Twitter. All right. Um, what else happened this weekend? In before we get to Andrew Malosky, who's gonna. Uh, um. So race the us. Flower Bowl was won by Sister Charlie, and to me, that's important because I think it was her like sixth straight Grade One this year. Yeah, she's pretty good. I mean, she's Peter Bryant really killer on the grass. <laughs> she's she's well, you know, and the, the turn had, of foot she has is insane. Well, I thought it was an interesting race because they put a rabbit in there, a filly named Thalys, and uh, Thalys went out and was in front by Thales, about fifteen. Thais, there's it? no L. Thais, 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 Thais. I can't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they put the rabbit in, and she was up by like fifteen, but she wasn't really going that fast. And I was like, "This is going to be crazy." This this. But that's what she did in the in the Beverly D too. Yeah, and oh, and she almost won it. Like when they turned right. for home, you thought this chick is going to run off and win right now, right. and then she just folds up. Right, but then it's funny because um, she ran third, and they're talking mm-hmm. about running her in the British Cup Philly Mare Turf as well, and having her as a, sure. a rabbit again for Sister Charlie. I think she's a great one winner in her own right. I don't know if that, like she does necessarily qualifies as a rabbit because, like you said, it's not like she goes up and like pings anybody to like open up the pace. That's just the way she runs. Okay, she's a rabbit. How do you feel about rabbits in races? Like, if you could, would you put one in like in a race? Have you ever done that? Um, no, we have never done that that I can think of. But would you, Uh, especially in like a Breeders' Cup race? Doesn't it? I don't know. I, I'm torn. I don't know if it's if it's good for. I mean, if it's a Breeders' Cup race, then obviously your horse has to qualify to be in there, so it has to be good on its own merit, right? Well, not necessarily, but, because if the race doesn't <laughs> oversubscribe, you can uh, you could just pay and run in the Breeders' Cup, right? 
Um, yeah. I, as long as you pay the entry really? fee. Sure. So you're telling me if I have like an eight claimer that just got crushed for eight, but he's no. Breeders' Cup nominated, no, that, I can run him in. That doesn't happen. They will, the committee will. But this filly is, you know, like you just said, she's might be a grade one winner in her own right. <laughs> yeah, but you just said can run anybody. That's why I was like, well, hold I on. didn't mean that. You went extreme. On okay. That. You went extreme. I did. Well, but that's because I wanted to get clarification. Okay. Well, you still have to pass the, yes, the Breeders' Cup committee. I don't think they want $8,000 claiming horses running in Breeders' Cup races. All right. What else happened? Um, the whatchamacallit, um, the Champagne and the Frisette at Belmont, uh, Belmont yep. which tis the law won the Champagne and Barkley straight up, Barkley tag his trainer straight up said, I'm not coming to the Breeders' Cup. Nice to see Sacatoga Stables back in, in the forefront. Uh, we haven't heard much of them since uh, the gutsy gelding funny side, and uh, they have a really nice horse on their hand there. I, I, he was uber impressive, I believe. He was. He looked really good, drawn away there to win at the end. Um, and then the West Coast had just a great day back east. Neptune Storm won the Hill Prince at Belmont. Uh, Bowie's Hero won the Shadwell Turf Mile. And Miss Basilica ran third in the First Lady. And then they just, uh, Spice Perfection won the TCA. And Stubbins won the Woodford. What does Those that were say? All West Coast right. horses going back east. And congratulations to our friends uh, Mark Martinez and Agave Stables, and I think Rock and Robin and EJ Eric Johnson owns a small piece of Bowie's Hero. Great ride by Flavian Pratt, Flavian Pratt, um, and Phil D'Amato has just been uh, dominating the turf scene of late, and very happy for Phil and his team. Uh, that was an interesting race, the Shadwell, and I read something. It, there was a race at Santa Anita, also called the City of Hope Mile, which is a Grade Two for two hundred thousand over the weekend, and I think if you ran both of those races. 10 times you'd probably have 10 different winners um, yeah the just the way that everyone was coming and the trip really affected everybody if you watch the city of hope mile at santa anita and it was won by true valor uh for simon callahan um he won by a head or a nose and i think the order finish was like head nose neck head head half <laughs> like it was, there were eight horses separated by one length, and guess it what? It was a good race. We finished seventh. <laughs> we ran a beaten like a, a length, <laughs> a length. We 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 yeah. ran the mile in one thirty three flat and got beat a length with a ninety eight buyer and finished seventh. That's so that crazy. tells you what kind of what kind of race the City of Hope was, and it'll be interesting to see if True Valor. Uh, goes on to the Breeders' Cup Mile. We're going to find out. Prince Earl finished third in that race. We're going to talk to Andrew Mulaski about that uh, coming up in a couple minutes. What else, Michelle? So the most exciting race of the weekend, in my opinion, was the Santa Anita Sprint Championship, grade one, winning your in for the Breeders' Cup Sprint, which was Omaha Beach and Chancelot throwing down together. And it was, I think, everything that was advertised and more. I agree, Michelle. Great job, obviously, by Hall of Famer Dick Mandela, uh, Fox Hill Farms, uh, Mike Smith aboard uh, uh, Omaha Beach, who who proved just how talented he is. Uh, San, Sir Chancelot, what's his name? Chancelot. I have several saying Chancelot. that name. Chancelot got out uh, to an easy, uh, was going fast, uh, looked like he had plenty of horse turning for home, and Mike Smith went to the rail with um, Omaha Beach and just Omaha ran him Beach. and just ran him down. I mean, he just ran him down. It was it was awesome. It was awesome being there. Um, if you're Omaha Beach's owners, where do you go from here? You have lots of options. You can go in the Breeders' Cup Sprint, which he has a free entry. 
I don't think mm-hmm. they care about the money. Uh, you can go in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, or you can go in the Breeders' mm-hmm. Cup Classic. They know that this mm-hmm. horse can get a mile and a quarter. He's a he's an extremely talented young horse. What do you think, Michelle? What would I do with him? Yes. Or what do I think they're going to do? I want to. I want both. I want to know what you think they would do, and then what they sh- what. I want to know what you think they should do and what they will do. Because we talked about this. This is so funny. We asked the same question when Mike Smith had to decide between Omaha Beach and Improbable, was it? Um, I don't remember. It was. I don't there. remember now. Yeah. And so what do you think? I, If it was me, yeah, if it was I you. would take my shot in the classic. Okay. Just because we keep, we're losing classic horses left and right. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I would do that. Okay. And then, um, what do I think they're going to do? Yes. They might go mile. You think they might go mile? Hmm. You know what, Michelle? Because, okay, I don't think they're going to run him back in the sprint. No, Because, like, obviously he was coming, like, super late, and he, like, got it done off, like, sheer class. But it was a compact field. Like, Mike had to make the decision to like go up the rail. He like went up the rail and, you know, got there, but it's not like Chancellor wasn't coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a good and race. in a bigger field, that's a lot, there's a lot more traffic to maybe go through. And if he okay. had to say go six or seven wide, he might not have All gotten right. there. We time. agree. No one's going to sprint. Okay. So now you have okay. a mile in the classic. Yeah. So yeah. I, they might go mile. If it was me, I would go classic. You would take the shot for the big money. Yeah. What about you? I think I agree with you. I think, um, actually, I. It's hard coming off that kind of layoff to run um, run three quarters and then you know three weeks later come back and run a mile. Remember, and a this quarter. is a horse that's never run six furlongs in his life. I don't know. <laughs> he just won a grade one I don't at know it. If that's true. I think. Yeah, he, he ran seven. Oh, he ran seven. to break his maiden. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think I would have to probably go in the mile, and I think that's what they're going to do. I just don't know how they're going to go a mile and a quarter against the best horses in the world off of that one prep. But he's the kind of horse he is, like we've said five times already, he is uber talented, and I wouldn't put anything past um, Dick Mandela. Man, oh, Mandela. Um, Man, oh, Mandela. (laughs) Andrew Malaski is going to join us now. Uh, Ronan, can you give uh, give, uh, Andrew a call if you're listening to the show? He is listening to the show because I just saw him dial. This is so great when you can talk to the back room. <laughs> it's very cool. I think he's uh I think he's doing it right now. Um horse ownership experience brought to you by Taylor Made Stallions. Andrew. Hi. Hey, how you Hi, doing? Andrew. It's Billy and Michelle from the Horse Hi. Ownership Experience. Thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it was great finally meeting you the other day. I know you've you've been around the block uh, uh, in horse racing. She's been for trying a... to avoid you. Yes, but... <laughs> I'm sure you've been trying to avoid you. Most people do. Most people do. Um, we're going to talk all about the City of Hope Mile, and we're going to talk about uh, Prince Earl. But before we do, we, we like to give our audience a little idea of who you are and how you got involved in, in horse racing. Okay. Um. I grew up uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, I used to get the Blood Horse magazine. My dad had been in racing and his father, and I had read this book called Old Bones, the Wonder Horse. got me very excited about horse racing when I was a young boy. And so then uh, after I graduated 
from uh, college and law school, I borrowed money and got into my first horse uh, about probably 45 years ago. Wow. Or thereabouts. Wait, I have to stop. I have to stop you there, Andrew. I'm going to cut you off for one second for a couple of things. Where'd you go to school? And second question is, who in God's name would bar- let you borrow money to buy a horse? Naturally. Nobody <laughs> should, but my dad did. I've blamed him ever since. <laughs> it was a horse called Dark Doctor. And uh, uh, there was a producer, a literary agent named Elaine Bernheim that... Uh, we bought the horse with Jean-Pierre Duclis was the trainer. Uh, any event. Um, so I went to school, I, I college at UCLA, graduated from UCLA, and then went to McGeorge School of Law in Sacramento, and then started working in the entertainment industry for a company my father and his partner had formed called Lorimar Productions. Oh sure. Well, we've heard of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Give us some of the. What, what are some of the movies? Uh, the Lorimar movies. Oh, Lorimar had being there, a wonderful movie with Peter Sellers. Of course. And they had a lot of movies. They had a lot more television. We were the leading primetime supplier. We had Dallas, Knott's Landing, Falcon Crest, Eight Is Enough, The Waltons, uh, a lot of TV series. That is that's very that's very very cool. Okay, so you borrow money, you have your first horse, and then did it instantly become an addiction for you, like the rest of us? Pretty much. When you win your race, whether it's a claiming race or a stakes race, you're just over the moon, and uh, it's an addiction. How many horses have over the years have you owned? Because I know it's been it was a little quiet maybe lately, and I could be very wrong. Obviously, Prince Earl's brought you back. Well, do you own one horse a year, a couple horses a year? What's your style? Well, you know, we owned Kona Gold, and uh, we had a number, probably six horses or so, with Bruce Headley for a number of years, and then I had a few horses each year with Mike Harrington, and it's been the last. A couple of years, I've had uh, at least half a dozen with Phil D'Amato. We own some broodmares. My wife and I formed an entity called Old Bones Racing Stable, LLC. <laughs> we own a few broodmares and uh, interest in uh, a number of horses, some of which we own 100%, some of which we own 50%, some 5%. And that's, that seems to be the wave of the future if these partnerships. Wait, Michelle, before you jump in, and I know you're chomping mm-hmm. at the bit. In my office at home, I have a very small office, and the one uh, horse picture, I have two horse pictures in it. It's Singletary winning the Breeders' Cup, and I have a, a autographed painting of Kona Gold. Did you know that? Really? Yes. No, I didn't know that. Kona, wow. Kona Gold cool. was my favorite horse. And just for people who don't, you know, there's a lot of people, Andrew, who listen to the show who don't really know about the history of horse racing. Kona Gold was, to me, one of the most amazing racehorses of all time. And take us back, because he ran in, I'm going to say, five straight Breeders' Cup sprints. I hope I'm right. You're right. Exactly right. Nice. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, he ran in five straight, and he finally got the job done in his last one or his second to last one at Churchill. Uh, no, his third time. Oh, he third won time. It. When he was six, right? I, I think the first time he was third. The second time 
he lost a shoe and was second. And the third time he won. And then I think he was out of the money seventh. And then I think his last time he was fifth. Well, he was an amazing animal. Uh, and then he was a pony. Well, he was a pony. Yeah, Andrew, here's he the here's, here's the crazy thing. I was I, I loved this horse for whatever reason. I had no I I didn't have a dog in the fight. I just was a huge Kona Gold fan. I walked over to the barn one day when he became a pony, and Bruce Headley said, "Do you want to ride him?" And I said, "Sure." I I don't ride horses, and I'm like two hundred and some odd pounds. I get on the horse, and I've never felt so much power and i'm just literally walking around the barn and i'm scared andrew he was just he was that's my kona gold story he was amazing that's so wonderful i'm so glad you told me that i love that horse um bruce got him at the keeneland september sale for i think like thirty five thousand dollars, and um he was amazing um i used to say bruce you know, the horses he's running against cost millions of dollars. And Bruce would say, well, he doesn't, the horses don't know how much they cost. <laughs> that's awesome. That is true. That's awesome. Go ahead, uh, Michelle. That's a big, it's a big difference between having a trainer like Bruce Headley and Mike Harrington to go to Phil. Um, what led you towards Bruce to begin with? And how have you seen your the way you've been an owner evolve? Okay. Um, my dad originally put me together with uh, Bruce and we were with him a long time, but things change. And then, uh, I had some years with Mike Carrington and then I was introduced to Phil and I'm very impressed with Phil. He's very straightforward, uh, hardworking, just a great guy. And so I'm not sure how it's progressed. I after Kona, I said, well, I don't think I should ever own another racehorse because I'm never going to have another horse like Kona. But like you say, it's a it's a love of the sport, and it's going to kill you because it's so nerve wracking. But it's wonderful. Well, your nerves must have been uh, going crazy on the day of the Del Mar Mile this summer. Uh, Prince Earl comes off a big layoff, and I know Phil has always had high hopes for this horse. You go into the Del Mar Mile. Uh, of a series of really good workouts, but how long was the layoff? It was probably nine months, eight months, seven months? Eight, eight and a half months. And I wasn't really nervous because when you're not the favorite, you're 10 to one. The only thing I was worried about is my partner and his group. Uh, I didn't want to have to make excuses, but the horse was so calm. Uh, there was nothing to lose. Absolutely. And uh, we decided to put him in that race rather than a conditioned race. Because we hope that if we won that race and did well in the City of Hope mile, that we might get into the Breeders' Cup mile. So he goes. So we out. took the chance. Yeah, he is a great decision because he ran a, a, a monster race. He came through on the inside. Giovanni Franco board. And what were you thinking coming down the lane when there was, you know, everybody was charging in the, in the Del Mar Mile? And even I talked to Phil after the race, and he was kind of watching Bowie's Hero, who was the favorite, and his other horse. And he couldn't receive Prince Earl because he was stuck down on the rail. Yeah, I was watching from, I guess, the director's room or some place on high. And I saw that he was actually fading back a little bit. And then he was fourth or fifth. 
then all of a sudden he burst through horses at the last moment. And I, all I could hear was what Phil had told Giovanni in the paddock. I think he said, wait till the last moment. And that's exactly what he did. Oh, it was, <laughs> what an exciting day. So you head to the, you head then to the city of Hope Mile and talk about a scramble. Michelle and I were just talking about it. Eight horses within one length and you run third by a half a length, uh, by a head, I think. Uh, what were you thinking during that race? I'd love to, this is called the horse ownership experience. So we want to get a little bit of that experience. Okay. Um, I, I thought he was very nervous the last two days before the race. The horse looked a little uh, excited. He wasn't the same that he was. On the other hand, uh, he was running great, coming around the stretch. He was either right off the lead or right outside the lead. And then I thought he would pass the horse. And I think he did for a, a bit. And then I saw the other horses coming and I couldn't see who, but someone from the inside. So I didn't know if he got second or third, um, but I could see from my vantage point uh, that the three horse, I think it was the three that won by a head. Tell, and I wasn't, you know, very, very proud of Phil and the horse. The job he did was great. Uh, I'm just hoping we can get in the Breeders' Cup mile. Are you, are you uh, Andrew Mulaski, joining us on the uh, Horse Ownership Experience? Andrew, are you one of the people like myself who has already downloaded every single PP from all the other Breeders' Cup horses potentially for the mile in your case and will go over it and see, oh, here are our chances to get in, here are the sheet numbers, or do you just leave it up to the fill and leave it up to the racing gods? No, I would love to do what you just said. And I'm going to a phone call. I can't sleep with this thinking about this thing. Uh, but yeah, what is it? That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. What What is it about the Breeders' Cup that makes it so special, and you want to run there so bad? Because I'm the same way. Well, you know, when I had Kona the first year, and he ran third, I thought that was terrific, and he. He ran second the second year. Uh, I couldn't understand why Bruce was not thrilled. Uh, uh, but once you win it, <laughs> I understand why it, it's so important. It's the pinnacle of the sport and um, the lifetime. Um, you meet people that are into racing, and you mentioned that you were associated with Kona Gold, and he's the hero. And it's just wonderful. And the Breeders' Cup is his, you know, main calling card. Oh, that's so exciting. What, what about the um, the name for Prince Earl? And can you tell us a little bit where, where he came from? Yeah, Phil recommended we buy him. I think Madeline Auerbach. Auerbach. Bred mm -hmm. the horse. Yeah, she had bred the horse. And I think the Heberts in Louisiana had bought the horse as a yearling. We bought him as a two-year-old expecting or hoping to run at Del Mar, and it didn't turn out that way, so we waited till he was three, and he raced four times. He won his first two races, and that doesn't happen that often, and not to mm -hmm. me anyway. And then uh, the other two races, were not, none of them have been bad races. He ran fourth on two races. And then in the Let It Ride and the Grade One Hollywood Derby. And the Grade One Hollywood Derby, and I'd never mm -hmm. had a horse in a Derby, so that was exciting. Um, and then the name was um, 
I came up with the name. Just as a joke, my brother and my friend Todd, uh, we give each other names, and they call me the prince, and my friend Todd is the earl. So we. Can't <laughs> oh, That's so it's put awesome. together. It's not like a person named Earl. I like that. You know, right. only <laughs> only on the horse oh, ownership experience funny. do you find out this kind of this kind of intel, Michelle. Great question. <laughs> Andrew, um, talk a little bit about the di diversity that you have in your stable because I see that you, um, you know, buy some. I see that you guys do a little bit of maybe claiming. I see that you are a breeder as well. Um, you know, I see that you had Straight Fire who was recently retired. Are you still in on him and shares? You said you had some brood mares. Uh, what do you like best about it? And what is kind of your goal as far as each of those aspects? Okay. Um, Broodmare, we have a couple. I bought, um, I owned some of Silver Swallow when Bruce Headley was training her. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, when we separated, I bought the remaining half. So she's one broodmare. And then I had a horse with Mike Carrington, Hi-Ho Yodler. She's another broodmare. And the straight fire, yes, I'm still part of that venture that Alex Elise Jr. and Jason Litt put together. I own a very small percentage, 5%, uh, but that was sure exciting when he was competing. Uh -huh. And now his, his, um, he has weanlings. I bred both my mares to him. We have weanlings. I think they've sold, you know, they bought some brood mares who were in foal uh, when we bought the brood mares to breed to straight fire, and they've sold those offspring now. So it's a long shot, but that's one aspect of it in terms of the uh, i haven't been claiming horses for some time now we have uh, i guess you call them homebreds we have uh dr y song that's a terrific she's a three-year-old oh, yeah. filly and um i have a friend jeff davenport who's been in racing a long time and he had introduced me to a, a lady a doctor named dr y song She's one of the top, if not the top, dermatologists in the country. And um, now uh, uh, she now lives in Omaha, Nebraska, because at the request of Mr. Warren Buffett, uh, she was uh, uh, asked to create and lead a department of dermatology at the university there, I believe. Oh. Anyway, we named this horse after her. And lo and behold, uh, not the last time she ran, but before that, Dr. Weissong, the human, the doctor was out speaking at a conference. And so she came a day early to the races and Dr. Weissong, the filly, won. That's and awesome. So the day, oh, my goodness. The next day at the conference, they showed a video. applauded, <laughs> stand up. So, that... so we have... Uh, other homebreds, I have a horse called Silver Claim. He ran one time on Derby Day. He ran 40 to 1. He closed fast-charging second, and he should be coming back. I have a 25% interest in a, um, a horse that uh, Slam Dunk Racing owns called Gregorian Chant. And oh, yeah, brought... nice horse there. Yeah, very nice horse. And so... Uh, we have a filly running uh, Thursday called Our Romance that I bought with Monty Roberts. So we get them all over the place. You get all over and tons of different partners too. 
Do, what about some of the homebreds? Do you prefer to watch them run, or do you just like action? You don't care if you buy them or you bred them? Uh, no, I care. Naturally, you know, I'm just thrilled about Prince Earl that Phil thought of us and mm-hmm. uh, called me. Um, and yeah. it's probably more of a pleasure if you have something that you bred in it and it does well. But so far, I haven't had anything to the level of uh, Prince Earl or Kona Gold. I see that your wife is listed as like a co-breeder with you and sometimes as an owner. Does she enjoy horses? Is, is it something that you guys can do together? She's absolutely crazy about it. She didn't really know <laughs> horse racing. She comes from the Ukraine. She's an American citizen. And she was a two-time world champion gymnast, but she's taken to this like she took to gymnastics. She is crazy about it, horse racing. That's awesome. That's all. It, so you know, it's I, all in the family. Wait, wait. How does she? How is she not like jumped in with with some names? Like, I want to see some Ukrainian names. I want to see some names after like crazy gymnastics moves. Well, <laughs> we had a we had a horse called Devka. A filly was Mike Harrington. That was a Ukrainian name. Um, and so far, that's about the only one Ukrainian. Name. <laughs> I got to Google like gymnastics terms now. I yeah. want to <laughs> like right. triple okay. lots of skiing or uh, skating. Right, right. Triple lots of skating. I have to think of some gymnastics terms yeah. that we're going to have to start sending yeah. them off. Andrew, you, yeah. you seem in just speaking with you, obviously you've been in this game for a long time. You've run in some big races and we'd like to know what kind of router are you? Are you a program slapper? Are you a snapper? Are you a screamer? I lost my voice. I bet for... you he's a quiet stander. I think you might be. What is it? Oh no. I lose my voice. When I'm a horse, <laughs> I, I wait to the last possible moment, and I know I shouldn't, but I start screaming, and and I guess because I'm older, I lose my voice right after that for a couple of days. All right, that makes sense. Listen, well, Billy does too. Yeah. I, wait, can I have? I have one gymnastics name that I like. Okay, go. Blind Landing. Oh, that's good. Isn't that a good name? That's very good. Blind Landing. That is a good name. All right, we'll have to use that. Well, here's the thing. Every time someone comes on our show, Andrew, we we always conclude the interview with one question, and that is for the people just about to get into the game and get into horse ownership. What kind of advice would you give them? What's the one piece that you would tell them through all your experiences? I'd say just do it, but don't go crazy. And... I don't know whether this is a rationalization or justification, but it's such a healthy sport. It's good for everybody. And I think good for the country. And uh, I don't know why I say that. It's just maybe I'm rationalizing, but that's how I feel. Well, no, that's okay. We believe it's good for the country. And with everything that we've been through out here in Southern California, we need people like you to continue to uh, speak like that and, and be our ambassador for the game. We appreciate you taking the time today. And I know I speak for Michelle. We're wishing you the best luck that Prince Earl gets a chance in the Breeders' Cup mile. He has a hell of a shot if he does. And uh, we'll be rooting for you. Thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Well, Thank we, you so much. We, I'll be waiting for Blind Landing. <laughs> we appreciate okay. you, Andrew. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> That was Andrew Malaski coming on the show. You know, Michelle, I am so silly. Um, I 
just hit that cone of gold thing, I now I see the name, you know, Headley and Molaski. And I ne- yeah. I didn't put two and two together until just now. Well, you know what's so funny is um, actually the other day when we were doing the sh- the simulcast, Pete even asked me, he's like, who is Old Bones Racing? And I'm like, I have no idea. And like, just didn't even think about it. And then when he said that, I'm like, now I know. And like, yeah. all of a sudden, like all these horses, I like when he's talking about him, I know like all of his horses, I just didn't know that he was Old Bones Racing. It's pretty amazing. It's really actually uh, pretty amazing, and he's a good, and he seems like such a good guy, and he's very level-headed, and he understands the game, and and I think he's one of those guys. Just from the sense I get, is he just really enjoys it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's in partnerships, he's breeding, he's doing it on his own, and I think once you get into all those aspects of the game, you really do get a, a great perspective of the in, the entirety of our sport, and I think that's really important. Well, and for you have to think too, like he started off, with, you know not huge and they ended up with a horse that wins the breeders cup and then since then it's not like he's had just slew after slew after slew of great horse and he's been here consistently and putting in his you know time and passion right i think it's pretty cool um okay michelle did we miss any uh any last races from last week do you want to discuss what's coming up i do want to give dan blacker a big kudos because he won his first san anita stake uh hit the road crushed for him and and has a free awesome. and has a free trip to the breeders cup in the breeders cup juvenile turf no 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 oh well that he's going i'm sorry he's going to the breeders yeah, cup. yeah he wants to go he was like he'll get in right i'm like i even think so <laughs> yeah. although i did try to joke with him because the horse's name is hit the road and of course i think hit the road jack and i asked him in the post race i was like is his barn nickname jack and he looked at me like i was a complete idiot and i was like hit the road jack and he's like oh hit the road, jack. <laughs> and then yeah. he gave like that chuckle like americans and their terrible humor <laughs> dan is a dan is a very good good man good friend um obviously father of three married to christina blacker or christina Oliveris blacker on tvg who's a good friend of both michelle and myself and we wish dan and that whole organization my sister emily works for them i know she's over the moon excited about this horse and uh, he was purchased by Boomer, um, who also works with us, uh, for 160000 as a yearling. And I think our good friend Rick Gold is involved in this horse. So um, we wish them all the best from uh, the horse ownership experience uh, moving ahead towards the Breeders' Cup. Yep. And you're going to hear a lot of Breeders' Cup chatter, I think, next week. I think, you know what we should do, Michelle? Next week, Tell me. we should start our Breeders' Cup stuff next week because there's not going to be big stakes coming up. We, and, and there's so many races that we have to talk about, and that's what people want to hear. So maybe we bring on – maybe we well, call – Well, it's three – we have the, the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th all pre-Breeders' Cup. Right. So maybe we, maybe we do a little deeper dive than we normally do, and we get like a friend of the show to come on, like a handicapper, like maybe Flanders comes on, and, <laughs> uh, and we, we deep dive for about 10 or 15 minutes into about – you know, two or three races. That could be cool. Let's think about okay. that. Let's think we can about consider that. it. Well, you, if you want to do that, uh, tweet us at Own a Horse if you're listening to the show. We have, we'll take uh, a poll. We'll take a poll. Yeah, you put a poll up. That's a good idea. Let's see what okay. people say. The last time we did a poll, you won 99% to zero, for, uh, 1% for me. Well, it was, it was a ridiculous poll. <laughs> we'll put some polls up this week for you guys. Would you rather see Billy in a dress or Michelle in spaghetti straps? That's I think true. that was literally the poll. That, that, was. that was the poll. I have, I have to tell you something funny. So we have a very uh, good client named uh, Mary Letting who brings the cookies to the suite. She's amazing. Known her for years. She was part of Egg Drop way back when. And um, Mary started uh, binging our show. 
And she was like, I, this is incredible. Like, there's so much information on here. And it's back. I, I didn't even remember when horses were running back in like 2015. I can't believe how long we've been on. That's the that was the moral of the story, Michelle. We've been doing this for almost, I think, like four years now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Unbelievable. But it seems so fresh. <laughs> I have I have no soapbox today. I have no soapbox. I thought um, the week at, the weekend at Santa Anita was great. The weather was fantastic. I have not looked at the Breeders' Cup possible weather yet. Michelle, have you? Uh, no, I'm trying not to look at any weather right now because all I've been doing is sweating to death every day, and it's making me miserable. So I'm seriously just not even looking at the weather. All right. Well, I think it's going to cool off by Breeders' Cup. It'll probably be beautiful. I hope so. All right, Michelle. I um, do have a couple have? of things for you, yeah, Billy. Go. I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, preservationist. We've now lost him from the Breeders' Cup Classic because he has been retired to Airdrie. Um, and Mongolian Groom, who won the Awesome again, they have decided to go ahead and pay the $200,000 late nomination to run him in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, at first, they were not sure they wanted to go that route, and they were just possibly going to send him to Japan for the Japan Cup Dirt. And now they said, well, he likes the track. He's here. You know, you don't have to ship. Let's give it a try. Um, so that does waive his $150,000 entry fee that he won the awesome again. So he gets his birth paid. But he has to pay a $200,000 supplement because neither him nor his sire were nominated to the Breeders' Cup. Would you have paid it? I mean, I guess it depends how much money you have, right? Well, because if well, if you think about it, now he's nominated forever, right? So that's obviously a plus. Sure. Your hundred and fifty thousand dollar entry fee is waived, so it's kind of like you only paid two hundred grand, or I'm sorry, fifty grand to like you know nominate him. But I don't necessarily know he wants to go a mile and a quarter. But with the field coming up, maybe a little lighter than it was visibly at the beginning of the year, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then World of Trouble also retired. Uh, I know. To stand instead. I like that horse. Did you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I like that horse. Well, what's uh, do we have any um, do we have any uh, karma corner or uh, aftercare corner? Um, we are actually going to be having an aftercare day at Santa Anita on the twenty. I believe it's the twenty seventh. Um, so that's really cool. If you're out in the area, please come on by and watch some of the thoroughbreds on track. Uh, they're going to have a couple horses doing like hunter jumpers. I think right now we're trying to find a horse that I can maybe do some barrels on um, to show the diversity of the breeds. So look for that coming up. And um, it was Thoroughbred Makeover this last weekend, which was awesome. So this is all retired racehorses. And in order to be RRP, they call it the Retired Racehorse Project eligible, you have to have had a work or a race in like the last you know year from a certain date. It's all in the paperwork. Um, but all these horses kind of converged on Lexington to show what they've been doing in their different disciplines. And the um, they call it the most wanted horse, like the best horse in the makeover, actually went to professional barrel racer Fallon Taylor and uh, her horse Cowboy Swagger who was like a 5,000 claimer at Portland Meadows um, they actually didn't even win the barrel segment that she did and she's like an all-star NFR crazy good rodeo barrel girl um, but he was super consistent through everything and so they won the most points tallied up at the end and you know each division gets their own um, winner. And Rosie Napravnik actually won with the open eventing with one of the horses that she has been 
um, documenting on America's Best Racing. So that was really cool to get to see that. And like what she said afterwards was it's amazing, not only because, you know, they obviously did good, but um, this was kind of her chance to show her second career as, you know, this trainer and this eventer. And so she was really thrilled with um, being able to do that show so successfully and, you know, how, how good it obviously turned out for her. Uh, great news. A big Rosie, Rosie fan. I kind of miss her. I bet you she could come out yeah, and probably right? ride in Southern California and be successful considering the jockey colony we have. Woohoo! Did I say that on the air? So um, the makeover results, by the way, barrel racing, competitive trail, dressage, eventing, and that's what Rosie won. Field Hunters actually was won by a, a horse that was a grade one winner on the track named Diplomat. Um, freestyle, which is what you can go and, you know, do as you wish. Uh, they had polo, which great reward and buckshot one and buckshots like this really good pro, uh, polo player. And there's ranch work, uh, show hunter and show jumpers. So pretty cool. And there's tons of videos. If you're on Twitter or on Facebook that you can see what these people all did. They even had like one portion of it where they had three unstarted racehorses, so like fresh off the racetrack, like hadn't done any other work. And they had three different people come in and work with those horses for like, you know, 30 minutes or an hour or whatever to see like three different ways you can restart a thoroughbred after the track. That, that's very cool. Good job, Michelle. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to so, be, we need to make sure people get out there for that day at Santa Anita. That's very cool. What else do we have Santa Anita this weekend? Um, coming up at Santa Anita this weekend is uh, Thursday. There's obviously live racing as well as Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and Monday. So there's Monday racing this week. Um, it is free admission on Thursdays and Fridays with a first post of one o'clock. And don't forget it's happy hour on Friday. So two dollar beers. Saturday is the hot one, hot wings and craft beer festival, and it's the California distaff for the steak. Sunday is the Anokia Stakes, and there's also going to be free infield stuff going on. And then Monday is Dollar Day. Everybody likes Dollar Day, right? So dollar beers, dollar sodas. Um, I don't know if they're doing $2 hot dogs anymore. Let's see. Yes, $2 hot dogs. So dollar beers, dollar sodas, and $2 hot dogs for Monday for Columbus Day and racing at 1230 that day as well. Sounds like a big weekend coming up. We'll be here on the Horse Ownership Experience next week with another guest. Uh, special thanks to Andrew Mulaski. He took the time to come and talk to us today. To TaylorMade Stallions for sponsoring the show, as well as Del Mar and Santa Anita. And thanks to my co-host, Michelle Yu, who always does a great job and prepares uh, us for this show. Uh, Twitter, at Own a Horse, at the Michelle Yu, at the Taylor. Can I put the poll up, by the way? The poll, poll is up. Go vote. Uh, email me, billy at littleredfeather.com. If you have any questions about horse ownership, I'm always here uh, waiting for you. And uh, we hope that somebody who listens to the show will become a horse owner in the not-so-distant future. Have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch. And Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and America's fastest juvenile in 2016. 
ran a four and three quarter Ragazin in the Grade One Breeders' Cup Juvenile, faster than Classic Empire, and his 102 buyer equaled Classic Empire. Dominated the Grade Three Iroquois Stakes at Churchill by eight and three quarter lengths over eventual Kentucky Derby runner-up, looking at Lee. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Not this time, standing at TaylorMade Stallions.